this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi. Welcome to episode 67 of the Deep South Dharma podcast. Now, I'll let you know that I will return next week with the part three of our series on taking refuge. What I want to offer you this weekend is a little snippet from the online retreat called Meet the Manager, Overcoming Delusions of Racism. I am thankful to be spending the weekend online with eight wonderful women who are um, both laywomen and nuns who are facing the effects of racism in society, in ourselves, and utilizing powerful heart practices to both clarify the intentions of the heart and mind and uh, purify those intentions. So this is just a brief snippet that I wanted to share with you and um, offer you wishes for a good week. I want us to know that in this retreat, we're taking a really radical foundational approach to the issue of the caste system at work in our society and its results in anti-Black racism. We face the truth that there is racism, that there is a conditioned sense of white supremacy without identifying with it, except in conventions of speech. So what do I mean by that? We often hear that in Buddhist circles that we We're not trying to identify with things. What I mean is that we, each of us, is here to face the presence of racism in our own minds, recognizing that the conditioned mind carries racism, that the default setting of our assessment of ourselves and other people is mired in this system that works works to determine who gets what resources the resources that people need to survive in a racialized arrangement. We are saying there is racism operating in my mind at very deep levels, and it's causing suffering for everyone. So understood at the contemplative level or from contemplative language, it's not technically accurate for us to say, I am racist. But we state it that way to be, to be clear that this is about ourselves, right? That we are acknowledging my mind carries this virus. This mind that I'm working with is infected with this virus of racism. We are not saying racism is who and what we are. We are saying none of us are immune. And as long as greed, hatred, and confusion have not been uprooted from the heart, we will not be able to say that we're immune. 
Now, if you're in recovery, just to flesh out this idea of not identifying with statements made about ourselves, if you're in recovery of some kind, you know that the reason for naming the disease at work in the mind is not to make you identify with it. So somebody might say, I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict or whatever it is they say. But the purpose, that's just a conventional way of speaking. It would be more technically accurate to say, I'm suffering the effects of alcoholism or I'm experiencing addiction, right? But that's not what people say. And, but the, the naming it is not to help you identify with it, but just the opposite. It's to help you remember that there is this disorder influencing your thinking and your feeling, right? And that, and the reason for reminding yourself of it, for, for gathering with other people and reminding each other of it is because by its very nature, it likes to stay hidden, or one might say it likes to stay hidden, figure of speech there. Right? The same is true of racism. So we can say, in all honesty, I am a racist. What we mean by that is not, this is everything about who and what I am. It means I am acknowledging this is at work in me, and I need to get to where I recognize it and recognize the symptoms of it really clearly so that it no longer controls my life in these ways that are subtle or sometimes not so subtle. So the meditation practices that we're going to be doing this weekend are not just nice ideas. They're not just soothing words to make us feel better. In, in fact, there's going to be moments where we don't feel better. We're going to feel quite activated as we access this powerful heart that wants good things for everyone. We're going to feel the pain of the gap between what we truly want for everyone and what's been happening and what is happening. So these meditation practices are powerful tools for uprooting greed and hatred. And the more we do that, the more we see through delusion. And that's this fog that keeps us from seeing what's happening. Now, this caste system of white supremacy impacts everything from how we view and treat other people to how we assess our own lives, including our own suffering over body image, for instance. So this is here's a little marker for you. Every time you judge yourself against prevailing standards of beauty, you are participating in caste climbing, right? We are constantly climbing or defending where we rate in the caste system. And that keeps us in delusion. It keeps us ignoring the injustices done to those in the lower caste. And it's not just vanity for the sake of vanity. It's because of a deluded belief that attaining so-called white standards of beauty or white standards of success is required for survival on this earth. And that's actually not true. But in this system, if we're lower in the rating, we want to move higher. If we're higher, we suffer. 
we suffer both moral injury because something in us knows this is not right. And we also suffer the fear of losing stature. Now, this is all significant pain, and yet it's the very least of the pain caused by the caste system. And of course, those of us who are here, we're here because we either have long been aware or we are more recently coming more acutely aware, right, that the system results in anti-Black racism and the terrorizing cheating, impoverishing, and killing of our black brothers and sisters, right? It results in people being warehoused in decrepit housing projects and militarized schools and separation of families that began in slavery and continues in the prison system. All of it, all of it is the pain created by treating ourselves and other people as objects to be raided rather than sacred beings to relate to, sacred beings to care for. So seeing this more clearly, we have this intention to be free of this process, this thing, racism, that has been ruling our hearts and minds, that has been distorting our motives and perceptions. Please notice, I said our goal is to be free of it. I didn't say we'd get rid of it. Now, unless anyone becomes fully enlightened this weekend, which would be a very pleasant surprise, but not expected. Right? We are going to begin to see it for what it is. To see white supremacy lurking in our own minds, to see racism at work, in our judgments of others, our judgments of ourselves, our treatment of others, our treatment of ourselves. So the more we begin to see it for what it is, we learn to recognize its influence, where it's pressuring us, where it's dehumanizing others, where it's dehumanizing even ourselves. When we recognize that racism arising, those white supremacist attitudes arising, we can make choices that are not in line with that, even in subtle ways. So we'll be working this weekend with a few classic, simple, but profound meditative tools. And these tools work over time, practice regularly over time to help us put different intentions in charge of the heart. That's what we're up to. Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma Podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.